You say teenager, I say toddler. Two longtime friends in different seasons of parenting process the past while dealing with the craziness of today. Enjoy! Welcome back, everyone, to You Say Teenager, I Say Toddler. I am so sorry to deprive you all of Kurt's chant today, but I stole the check-in that we did the day we recorded this and gave it to you as a bonus check-in a few weeks back to introduce our Patreon. Not to worry, I'm going to make it up to you because this is a really fun episode, you guys. I can't wait for you to hear it. And while I'm at it, I'll also mention that we discuss a few pictures in this episode, so be on the lookout for those to be posted on our Instagram page soon. Just follow us at Teenager Toddler to check it out. And now, enjoy the episode. Okay, so today we were thinking we would talk about the beginnings of us meeting in that tiny little Texas country town. We've only just begun. How I ended up there and how you grew up there from the, from the get-go. You know, we've actually already said the name of the town, like I think in the very first podcast, but should we keep saying the name of the town? <laughs> should we give it a little euphemism? Um, yeah, let's just give it a euphemism. The Polish town? Yeah, the Polish town. Okay. The Polish town. Kurt grew up from birth in the Polish town. Yes. You know, let's not... Um, this is not going to be cut. I don't... I'm a little weird. I want to, I, I want to be very, um, very kind on here to the town. Yeah. Well, no, it's I, a great place. Okay. Well, <laughs> seriously, it wasn't for us. We didn't want to live there for the rest of our lives, but it's a great place. It's a great oh, no, family no, place. It told, no, it totally is. It's just not for me. I, I appreciate it more now as almost, I'm almost 40 and living in LA. I appreciate it so much more, you know? It's just not for everybody. But anyway. I know. No, so you you have ties there, lots of family and friends, and you grew up there, and you just want to be respectful yeah. of the town. Yeah. If someone wants to live there, it's a great place. It's a great place for me to visit. Right. And they okay. don't have an environment home there. You know? I know you're nervous to talk about anything having to do with... Yeah, it's, it's good to be vulnerable. I am nervous, and I love it. Let's bring it on. Let's keep leaning in. Let's just keep leaning into this. I like it. I like it. Okay. So here's the deal. I kind of moved around a bit whenever I was a kid. My parents divorced when I was four. We had been living in Fort Worth. My mom got a teaching job because she had just finished college all the way down in the valley in Brownsville next to the border. So I went to school there from first grade up through the end of middle school. And then my mom found a teaching job in the Polish town. And that's what took us there. So I was 14 years old. I'd grown up not in a big metropolis, but definitely bigger than the Polish town. So for, re- for what are we talking about? 1,200 people population? Oh, honey, it's, a, it's a thousand. It's a thousand now? Uh-huh. It was 1,100. Well, there, to give people perspective, it's a farm. It's like there's a lot of farmland and there's people that live on the farms that aren't counted in the in Population. The but at the time, it was 1100 when we were going to school in high school. Okay. So I had been living in not a huge metropolis, but definitely bigger than, you know, a thousand people. Now, right now, the population of Brownsville is 182,000-ish. So at the time that I was there, maybe, I don't know, 125 to 150,000. I don't really know how much growth there has been because that was a long time ago. I'm old. And... 
Then I come to this tiny Polish town and there are 35 people in my graduating class. Ooh, and that class. was, yeah, our class was big. That was almost <laughs> twice as many. As Mine was 20, to like give 20. people perspective, 20 people in my graduating class. Okay. So you had been growing up there and you went to the Catholic school. Mm-hmm. The private Catholic school there that was run yeah, the through way the church. Town, um, in a garden. I went to the public school. My mom was my teacher. Then I went off to be taught by the nuns. And my mom pulled me out of there in eighth grade. And I went to the public school. It's a whole other story in itself. Best move she ever did with my schooling. But yeah. Wait, I, you know, I didn't know that. So your mom was your kindergarten teacher. She was. Oh, wow. I would cry when she left the room. Oh, poor little buddy. She was my homeroom. I go to another teacher for like, you know, math and science, I guess, or not science and kindergarten, but like math. Um, but yeah, she was my kindergarten teacher. So I also didn't realize that her pulling you out at eighth grade was like a thing because if I remember correctly, the two girls that I was really good friends with in high school, they went there too, but I thought that it just ended at eighth grade. They didn't have a private oh, high school. It ended at eighth grade, but I, I started my, I didn't get to finish. I started my eighth grade year at the public school, but it was in decline. They, they were not equipped to have the middle school was not up to date. Wait, you started your eighth grade year at the private public school. school. I know at public school. I ended my Catholic school career in seventh grade. Eighth oh, grade, yeah, okay. I did not finish. Um, I remember now. At first, I was bummed because it was like, I really wanted to go. My friends were there. But once I started the public school, and this is how I got to know you better. I mean, I got to take algebra. My eighth grade year, a high school class, I took Spanish one, which we'll talk about that because you were my neighbor in class. Um, I was able to be involved in stuff. And also, one of my friends came up. She was homeschooled most of her life. And she came. To, she started coming back to school. Uh, the eighth grade year. So I had that ally too. So it ended up being good. Ended up being okay. good. But um, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today, is it? <laughs> well, okay. So I just want to say, as a freshman, I joined the band. Well, I had been in band in Brownsville. I had like dropped out my eighth grade year down in Brownsville and then decided to rejoin band um, in the Polish town. This tiny can little we, band. I know. Can we give a little history just really quick while we're calling it the Polish town? Okay. So um, it's a, it was a Polish Catholic um, settlement being that it's, you know, Galveston was the port. So my relatives, my great grandmother was born here or no, maybe she was born in Poland. I can't remember. I got to find out. But anyway, instead of selling to Ellis Island, they sold it to Galveston. And that's how it's, it's a Polish Catholic uh, community. So there you go. That's a little hit. Yeah. So proceed. I did not know that. Um, Okay. I had joined the band. We were terrible, as you would expect from like, you know, a 30-piece band of high schoolers <laughs> and oh, younger. No? Didn't you, weren't you award-winning and stuff? Uh, a little bit later on down the road when we got okay. a different band director, if you know what I mean. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, I was doing like a parade. I don't know what it was, homecoming or something. And the parades were, you know, really small and quaint. And I was like out on the street with the band somehow. And I looked over and I saw this guy standing behind the fence over by the Catholic school. I guess they had lined you guys up and you guys were allowed to watch the parade or whatever. 
Right. I didn't know it was there. That you, that, that's when you saw me. That's that right. was the first time I ever saw you. I saw this guy with reddish hair, with red hair. At the time, it was pretty darn red. It's not really red anymore. <laughs> and you were just hanging out, you know, behind the fence with your friends. And I was like, who's that? He's kind of cute. Who's that guy? And why doesn't he go to school there? How old is he? Was kind of where my head was at. Um, and of course I was new in town. I wanted to, you know, meet everybody. Our class was so small. <laughs> uh, there weren't a lot of people. So I was immediately like, Ooh, who's that? When do you, when's the first time you remember seeing me? I guess in a football game. Oh, interesting. Were you in seventh grade? Yeah. What, I, what do you remember about that? I've never heard this. See, I thought that's the first time you saw me was at this football game. I was by a fence. Mm -mm. It's the old guild. No. Honestly, the most memorable is, I was going to say, I don't know. You were just kind of on the radar. You know why? Because you were good friends with my cousin. That's why. Oh. You were good friends with my cousin and you were hanging around her. And here's the thing, you guys. It's a small town. It's like, oh my God, there's a new girl in town. Who is this? Like anytime there was a new teacher, someone was intriguing. To, you know, if it was a new teacher, a student, it was anyone's like from the outside world. Oh, I want to get to know you. What's it like out there? Take me with you. <laughs> um, so I was just intrigued with you. And for some reason, I think it was my eighth grade year, we were in a student council meeting. Maybe they allowed, that had to have been my freshman year then. Oh, no, Span because Spanish. Yep, there we go. Like I'm really trying to go back. Eighth grade, I was in your Spanish class. They allowed eighth graders in this high mm -hmm. school class. And I can remember, like, I had a crush on you. Yes, I, I, I want to say I, I, my first attraction, I was genuinely attracted to women. There was some other stuff going on, but I was compartmentalizing it. And thank you, Jesus. I'm not, yo, thank you. I still like women. That was that kind of thing. But I, I remember I was just like, oh, I was so intrigued by you. And we were in Spanish class and you were just like so annoyed. You have your textbook up and you were like reading a book under behind your textbook. And I always did be, not. You did. You be like, yeah, you like, um, we were doing some review one day or something, but I just kind of remember being like, Hey, what are you doing? How's it going? Like, Hey, I was just so intrigued. And that was kind of it. I think you would like my Spanish name was Enrique. Enrique. <laughs> I can't roll my R's this morning. Wait, and I'm trying to remember what your name was. Oh my God. So my Spanish, my Spanish name was Margarita. Oh, that's right. Margarita. And you kind of like had the edge because, you know, being half Mexican and all, you know, I thought you knew what you were talking about, but not really. Um, but yeah, that was my first, that was my first. And then I remember where we were. We were in front of the old high school. I say old because it was your senior year in mm -hmm. my sophomore year we had this brand new facility we moved into i remember being in front of the old high school and you were just kind of like oh here by the way like here's a picture of me and i was like oh my gosh i can remember i was like on like cloud nine that day i was like oh, you gave me a picture and on the back of it you wrote kurt what can i say question mark and so i remember like showing my parents it was on a nightstand by my bed and they were probably like, ooh, thank God, the boy likes girls. Um, <laughs> oh, also, because several factors. Okay, the main factor being that I'm gay, and women sense that. But the second thing is, I grew up with the girls in my hometown, or I was related to them. The dating pool was not great. Not a good dating pool. 
Listen, you need to stop watering down the fact that you were attracted to me. Oh, I, I am a desirable woman. Stop watering this down. That's right. No, let's let's not like yes, let's not diminish that. Um, <laughs> you, no, you were, and I was just you had this scarf on in the picture, and you just were like, I don't know. I, I was just intrigued by you, and then I want to pause and and tell you my side of what was going on at this time. Please. Okay, I was so elated by those pictures because I hated pictures of myself all while I was growing up, and these <laughs> so. I was voted, I think, drama club sweetheart my sophomore year. Yes. Which, you know, all of the clubs chose a sweetheart, which was just an excuse to go buy like an evening gown and and walk onto the field the night of homecoming. So I got voted um, drama club sweetheart. Well, at the time, I was completely obsessed with Audrey Hepburn and Breakfast at Tiffany's. So I got my mom to make me this black dress with this black scarf and, you know, do an updo or whatever. Cause I wanted to be like Audrey Hepburn and I was super excited about these pictures. We're going to have to find this picture and post it on our Instagram page. Yeah. It's in my, it's in my, um, shit. It's in my box of stuff. I got to find it. No, oh. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have a copy somewhere at any rate. Actually, I, I was super excited. It is. Keep talking. Keep talking. No, don't go look for it now. I know that's stupid. We don't need it now. Um, so anyways, I was so happy to finally have some good pictures and my mom bought, you know, a package with tons of wallets. And so I passed that picture out to everybody that would accept a copy of it because I was so proud of that damn picture and that dress that my mom had made me. Oh, I know. Right. At any rate, You know what else too? Like I remember that he had a standard way of doing all these pictures. And whenever I showed up, I think I asked the photographer a couple of questions about, you know, can we do this? Can we do that? And he totally was nice about it and complied. And I got pictures that were different than everybody else than the standard. Yeah. You were kind of facing with your back to the camera looking back, I think. I, I was, know. I wasn't looking at the camera. I was kind of like, it was kind of like a profile, the one that I was passing out to everybody. And there were other things. Oh, that's right. There was one where I was kind of, yeah, turning around. It, anyways, my whole point being. With this elitist look on your face, but it's okay. <laughs> anyhow, I was just so excited about these pictures. It's a stupid thing, but you know, I was a teenage girl. I had nothing else. I also think, I can't remember if I had already started dating my high school sweetheart or if I met him that, I think I met him later that year. At any rate, I gave you that picture. I'm pretty, you know, and I have this thing. I still have this thing where if I give something to somebody, I want it to be personalized. So whenever I like wrote all my wedding thank you notes or the baby gift thank you notes and stuff, it takes me for fucking ever to do it because I want to genuinely say something personalized, not just the standard. Thank you so much for coming to the shower and goodbye. Like I try to make it that well. So I remember that I was personalizing everybody's picture that I was passing out. And with you, I seriously could not fucking think of anything to say. Why is that? Because at that point, I'm pretty sure I was just annoyed by you, Yeah. <laughs> but I still liked you. And I thought you were funny and thought you were my friend. Um, but I was like, what do I say? I wonder if I wonder if I already had inklings of you being gay. I don't know. But it was just like, Kurt, 
what can I say is all I could finally think of before I gave you the picture. It was such a lame little personalization on the back of it, but that is so funny. Um, if you do find it, we'll have to take a picture of it and take a picture of what I wrote on the back at any rate. But I'm curious, what was your, when did you stop being in love with me? Like when did it stop? (laughs) (laughs) When did the fantasy? That very first time that I saw you was probably the only time where I was like, Ooh, who's that? He looks kind of cute. Um, I remember like when I very first looked at you, your eyes were so round and like you barely blinked. I was like, huh, he seems interesting. Wow. That's really specific. It is really specific. <laughs> Isn't it crazy what you remember at any rate, Aww. probably once you got to, uh, to the high school, you were, I mean, well to, on the campus. And I should also preface this by saying to everybody, since it's such a small town, it's pre-K through 12th grade, all on the same campus. Yep, all in a really big building. Different mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the time, eighth grade was housed in like four portables on the old campus. And then, like you said, the eighth graders were able to take classes with the high schoolers for like algebra and Spanish and things like that that weren't really offered at a separate middle school level. You were already getting your high school credits. At any rate, it was probably, I mean, by the time you arrived there, you were in your like really awkward middle school phase. And I was, a year, year and a half older or whatever, and um, probably had a big crush on some. There was a guy in high school that I had a massive crush on who was never interested in me. Bastard. I don't remember. I, we're, I'll tell you the name, but we're going to cut it. Okay. Do you oh, remember him? Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. I liked him because he was not, um, as they call kicker or whatever, he was not country. So he was made fun of. Because he wasn't a kicker anymore, you mean? Oh, yeah, no, he was the mascot. Mm-hmm. That was, was later on down the road. Oh, okay. The, he was, that was later on down the road. But, you know, there, like you said, there wasn't a lot of people. There wasn't a ton of people to be interested in. If I'd been in a bigger school, I would have, you know, probably not liked him. I don't know. But there wasn't really anybody else I was even remotely interested in because I didn't like the country wranglers with the button down cowboy shirt and cowboy hats, which a lot, that was the the style. And I can see how other people like it and like why they find it attractive, but I just didn't find that attractive uh, at all. So that's what also drew you to me is my fine fashion sense. Cause I was like, out. <laughs> I spent all my money on clothes, but my parents didn't buy me. I spent all my money on clothes and um, I was so fashionable. You were like, who is this guy? He's hot. Yes. Could he be available? Could I be overlooking something? <laughs> you keep going with that narrative for as long as you need to, Kurt. And his dad is, 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 I mean, he's the first in the first family of our town. I mean, my, oh my dad goodness. was, I didn't know stuff like that. I didn't know stuff like that. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know the politics and I mean, the connections. Like, like the Kennedys of this town. I mean, exactly. you, there you go. Oh my goodness. You're just so important. <laughs> Anyhow, so I had uh, probably because I had a crush on that guy or just was in general interested in other dudes. I remember like I would, I started going to church a lot. And honestly, I started going to church because of that guy that I liked. There was a girl that kept taking me, like kept inviting me. And I finally was like, all right, fine. I'll go with you because, you know, my crush is, is up at the church as well. So I started going to church a lot. And whenever we would go visit other churches, I would meet other guys and stuff. So that's probably why 
you know, my, my horizons were expanding. So that's probably why I wasn't interested in you anymore. And then of course, later on my sophomore year, I ended up meeting my high school sweetheart that ended up being like a two and a half year saga. Another story for another time. Is it Um, fair to say that like your dating apps were churches? They still are. If you think about it, it's basically through church that I met my husband, dude. Oh my God. You've been like a church whore. I love it. Oh my God, I'm a church whore. You're a, church, you're a true church whore. I, I never it. thought about it that way. You gotta title this segment Church Whore. <laughs> <laughs> High school church whore. High <gasps> school. Ch- no, that sounds terrible. It sounds cliche. That sounds even worse than that Anne phrase you were teaching me earlier. Ian was not a whore in high school. She was a virgin, <laughs> and so was I. Thank you for putting me on blast. That, okay, no, that sounds worse than that phrase you taught me earlier. What was it? I said, that sucks oh. massive balls. And oh, you I, said. Oh, that sucks a small uncut cock. That sucks a small uncut cock. That's going to be my new phrase. And it's, you know, not that easy to say. So it would be a perfect warm up before auditions. I should just get up in an audition room and say it nice and loud and clear instead of. Red leather, yellow leather. That's yeah. That's like that sucks. A small uncut cock over and over again. <laughs> I'll totally get the part. I love. It. I was gonna say I love it, but um. Anyhow, we're getting long winded and stupid about this, but that was how we met, and then we just kind of um became friends. Even though you you did annoy me. Why? Uh, I'm curious. Let's talk about it. You were really high energy a lot of times, and just kind of spastic. Mm-hmm. And there were, there were a lot of times where I was just like, would you just calm the fuck down? Uh, and you know, you probably interrupted me a lot. It would like talk over me because you were so spastic. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that. Anyhow, I, I don't know. I mean, you were just kind of, you were a normal eighth grade tween, I guess you would say. And so it just kind of got annoying after a while and that's okay. I mean, I still really liked you. I still liked hanging out with you. I still thought you were fun. But it was probably just I couldn't always keep up with that really high frenetic energy of yours or something. I do remember like whenever everybody started hanging out in groups and stuff, because yes. being part of the church, we we would hang out like the youth group would all hang out and like I would have movie nights or whatever. And you would come over for those and everybody started getting closer and just having this big fun you know, the gang, we would all hang out or whatever. That's where it started. Like, Hey, I'm having people over to my house. And again, I still had that underlying crush. And I was like, Oh, go to Leanne's house. (laughs) And I remember you and your little church friends. Cause see, I was Catholic. So I wasn't in that church group, but I mean, it's a small town. I knew all of them. We did light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh my God. And I swear (laughs) I really lifted someone. Like I, it really, I swear that really worked. And I remember your mom came out of her bedroom and she's like, what are you guys doing? We were being like kind of loud. But, um, I don't remember that one. I remember another time we played light as a feather, stiff as a board in the band room one night, like on a football night or whatever. And we went into one of the practice rooms. We were playing light as a feather, stiff as a board with And you remember how small he was? But like we started lifting him. And I don't know if it was because he was so small. And we, there were so many of us. But he started fucking lifting off the ground at high school. And we dropped him. I will never forget that. That night. And this look like we already mentioned who he is, but uh, maybe it was. But yeah, that's where it all started. It started with that invite, and that's where we started becoming closer. Mm-hmm. And we're in one act play together. Yeah, that and drama club slash one act play. That yeah. was when we started becoming better friends. 
And it was a dream come true because we did this revival of an of a old Victorian play called Dark Brown. And I played your ex-love interest. And I'm going to say, though, at the phase you were in our acting careers, this was a pretty powerful scene, the awkwardness of... I'm engaged to this new like bell of the ball and I come in with her and you're there and like you could cut. I remember, I still remember the judge. He like honed in on you and I, of course, for like 20 minutes. And he's like, oh my God, this is all coming back to me now. He goes, do you guys have some kind of love interests outside of this? He asked if we dated. He was like, have you guys dated? And um, I remember you kind of turned around and like gave me this like, you know, sarcastic wink. And I remember thinking like, oh my God. Oh my God. I can't believe you even thought something about that because I was still so involved with my high school sweetheart. Oh, honey, there's, I never lost hope. I was always after people I couldn't have girls, boys, you know, whatever. It's just part of the I I had no other options (laughs) (laughs) and And pray to Jesus. But, um, but I remember though, he was like, you could cut that tension with a knife. He said, we had great chemistry. And remember we had to do it in English accents and British accents. We're in Mm -hmm. high school. Oh yep. my God. And the line was, and you're, you're happy, Jenny. They're happy, Fred. <laughs> Our accents sound terrible right now. Well, mine always sounds terrible, but um, yeah, I know that's where, that's where we really started hitting it off. Oh my gosh. You were a junior. I was, a no, senior. I was a senior. Dark Brown was when I was a senior because I got best actress for it. And that was the only time I ever won best actress. Oh, and I got best. Oh, hey, this was like the Academy Awards. I got best. Oh, I was. So no, you didn't. You got all-star cast. You got best actor after I, I had all- left the Polish town. Correct. I got all-star cast. And I can, you know how you look back and you can put yourself back in these places. I was just so happy. It was just so much fun. Of course, we flopped the next competition. We didn't advance. Thanks to our director, which is another story in itself. <laughs> but, um, Miss Do Nothing. Um... <laughs> That's what we're going to call her, Miss Do Nothing. Do you remember I was the one, like, it was like the night before competition. And there were all these things we still didn't have in place, like props and stuff. And And blocking. All of it. And I finally, I was like, I went home and I looked at the prop list and I went around my house and gathered up all the props. She was supposed to do it that night. Finally go get the fucking props because we were competing the next day. And the next morning... My mom, she was kind of concerned about how unprepared Miss Do Nothing was for our. No, well, I don't, that part I don't remember. I just remember that I showed up because she was supposed to go do it, but I didn't trust her to do it. So I showed up and she was like, Did you get all those props? And I was like, I did. And she was like, Oh, good, because I didn't do anything on this list. This list of stuff she was supposed to do the night before so that we could actually finally be ready. And she didn't do any of it. We had a big blowout. I'll have to talk about that sometime. We had a big blowout. You can't imagine the weirdness of the teacher so immature. Yeah. I don't remember. Didn't your mom and you have to sit down and like go off on her too? No, I had a huge blowout with her too. And for the audience, this is a small town. She's the only theater teacher, the only director. Mm-hmm. And Leanne and I, it was just kind of, we, we got the leads. And it was like, it was, it was really tough. And we put ourselves out there because we were jeopardizing, you know, our acting careers at the time. But she, she sucked. Well, we were so, we loved, we had to run it. We ran it ourselves. Like Leanne's looking for props. I'm like calling rehearsals. We have to get to rehearsal. Where's mm-hmm. everybody? 
you know, that's all the story that so we should revisit that. But um, yeah, we should our high school drama days, maybe unpack that a little bit more because it was, you know, we were both so really interested. We still are. And here I am, you know, I became a theater teacher later on down the road and here I am, you know, still doing acting gigs and voiceover and all that kind of shit as much as I possibly can. It was such a, a formative time in our lives. It's so unfortunate that we had such a shitty ass teacher. Yes, it is. We had some good experiences, fun times. It's so crazy thinking about these. Like I said, we're unpacking this box that we have not visited in a long time. Yeah, this- you know what? It's karma because later on down the road, I, I was a shitty ass teacher. My first year as a theater teacher, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I was so concerned with running a tight ship that I turned everybody off the theater. So I'm sure there are other kids that are like, oh, good God, I wish I'd never had her as a teacher. So everything comes full care. circle. No, but at least you cared. You were trying. This person wasn't trying. Oh, man. All day and AbFab. Hey, I learned what AbFab was. I learned what Highlander was. I watched. Yeah. I did watch the entire series of Highlander in theater class with her. That was how we spent our classes. At any rate, we're, we're going too far down the rabbit hole. That's basically our situation from high school. We just kind of got um, closer and better and better friends through drama and through what few class. I guess it was really just Spanish. I don't think we ever took any other classes together. I think that was it. And the thing is, we became really close your senior year and you were, le- and you were leaving, which is a whole nother thing in itself. And um I became, this is really cool, I became good friends with your mom because I'd be over at your house watching movies and you'd always be like, okay, I'm going to bed, good night. And I'm like, okay. And your mom and I are there. We're both night owls and we would talk for hours. Mm-hmm. And we became good friends. And then when you left high school, I would hang out with your mom. Yep. Um, and you would do her lawn because you had your lawn landscaping lawn. business. I ran a landscaping business. I'm always the entrepreneur. Yeah, you had a big ass yard. Oh, okay, oh, this maybe this is a good way to end it. Okay, you actually ended up calling me because your mother used to make you push with a push mower. It was like it felt like it was like half an acre. This mm-hmm. lawn was huge. You were with that boy in high school. You're in your prom, and you wanted pictures in the yard. You wanted the grass cut. So I remember coming over to the house to like do an estimate. I was all professional and you came out you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Can you cut it now? And I'm like, we haven't discussed price girl. We haven't discussed my contract, none of this stuff. And you're like, I'm like, uh, and also it was like raining and you go, Oh, but it's kind of stopping. I'm like, yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah, I guess you can like get started now. And I'm like, no, it was raining. You can't cut wet grass, but yeah. And then it started. I would mow that lawn. Wait Aww. a second. Does that mean you didn't cut it? I ended up cutting it before your pictures. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I got my way. <laughs> I was cutting it. There was sort of like a little sadness that you were going to the prom with him. Oh. But I ended up going to the prom. I went to. That six- couldn't have been my senior year. Maybe it was your junior. It was your junior then. No. Okay. You know what? I think it was my my junior year, his senior year, that we didn't go to the prom together, and I went with, I guess, another one of your cousins. My freshman year which would be your sophomore year. No, I was two years ahead of you, wasn't I? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Get this. My freshman year, I was asked by a senior girl to go to the prom. You were asked by my cousin to go. No, I I didn't. He didn't ask me. I asked him because my mom wouldn't let me go to prom with my boyfriend. She wouldn't let me go to his prom. Because, by the way, for for our listeners, he didn't live in the Polish town. He lived in a neighboring small 
farmland town, like somebody that we played against in football and like competed against. We met at one act play and my mom would not let me go to his prom because his prom was going to be like in college station. And our prom was going to be in Waco. And she thought that was too far apart. Our our prom, anyway. That was my junior year. You weren't there. I'm talking about my junior year. So my, my junior year, I went with one of your cousins, I think. And then my senior year, he came with me. He was already in college, but he came with me to my prom. And I don't think you were there because I guess, yeah, you would have only been a sophomore, right? I was there every year. I re- we're getting the years mixed up, but I went to six proms in my career. Holy. I was, <laughs> I was asked my freshman year by a girl my sophomore year. I don't remember who asked me. I have to look back, but I went. My junior year, I had a date outside of the town, an actual date. And then my senior year, I had a date and the girl I was dating went to another school. So I had to go to her, her prom. It was a rival school. I was so uncomfortable. I didn't want to go. What town was that? We'll bleep it out. I don't remember this person at all. I'm going to want to hear about, listen, we're going to do an episode about all the girls you dated. Oh, and get into juicy details. Yes. Totally. I mean, the details came later on. Da da da. Da da da. Oh, that was really loud. I know. Um, so anyway, so then my freshman year in college, my dear cousin who was going to the rival town school, she asked me and my best friend to take her and her friend to the prom. They didn't have dates, so we're in college and we went to a fucking prom. So I went to six proms. Wow. Six. And this is the whole wonderful gay thing. My mom took me to get my tux. Okay. And we walk into the store and there it was on a mannequin, green and black plaid vest. Amazingly, amazing, like Taylor, like goodness, whatever. Anyway, look at the price tag. It was a Ralph Lauren, of course. My mom's like, yeah, of course. I had such expensive taste. I think I ended up like paying for it myself. But I'm like, you did. And you. And I was like, GQ'd out. Ooh, I was looking good. You were so funny. And you drove that red classic Mustang. You had to have that Mustang. Was it a Mustang? Yes, it was a 65 cherry red Mustang. There are stories in itself about that car. Oh, girl. Oh, yeah. I was part of one of them, remember? Because I was in the car when somebody rammed into you. (laughs) Yes. You were in the car when the Mustang got damaged got massively damaged it was kind of crazy when that happened (gasps) remember when we came to my parents lake house and we had a flat going to the lake house this is before cell phones and it was we were starting to change the tire and it fell off the jack and this really nice like farmer guy came and helped us change it oh i know what it was and then he's like changing the tire and you start to go into the car to get something and he's like no 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 you can't go in the car right now but it was- we fucked things up so bad. And he just like, this guy was just like, you know, face, palm, whatever you call it, palm to the forehead. Just like, you guys get the fuck out of the way. Let me finish this and be on my way. He was so annoyed with us by the time we <laughs> always said and done. But thank God he stopped oh, wow. to help us. I love these adventures. This is really good unpacking. We bought us some more stuff. I don't know. I feel like we were all over the place, but whatever. It's in the can now, and we will pick up where we left off the next time and talk about after Leanne left, because my mom stayed there in that small town, and you and I stayed in touch, and you came to visit me in college and in Los Angeles and all that good stuff. So we'll talk about that. I don't know if the audience gives a flying shit about it or not, but, you know, this is our therapy couch. 
And they need to hear, they need to, they need to know about us. What molded us? How yeah. our bodies were formed, our character. How but we how- got to where we are, these stellar fucking parents. <laughs> and when Kurt lost his virginity. We'll get there. We'll get there. Kurt's got to work up a little bit of courage, but we're going to do an episode about when he lost his virginity to a woman and uh, we'll put it up on the Patreon, but he's, he's trying, he's getting a little fire in his belly. He's, he's building up the confidence and the courage to share this because these are not easy things to share with the world. See, I had the privilege of losing my virginity twice. (laughs) Which whenever you lost your virginity to a man, you didn't want to give me a lot of details. So this is going to be news to me too. You totally deflected and you wouldn't tell me stuff. I was dying to know. I didn't know this. I remember where we were. You were sitting in the, uh, my table, my my amazing little studio in Hollywood. You were sitting um, on the table, at uh, my table. We were talking about it. It was that later, that much later in the game. Oh yeah, honey. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. I want to hear more about That's this. At any rate, I didn't start living my true life until Babs was two. As far as you know. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We've got to talk about how you figured all this out. I want to know. I was 25 before I started being able to like truly explore and lit and figure out who I was. 25 is where it started. Oh, you know, we should have recorded this for Pride Month. We're such morons. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. We could record it and pretend it was done in June. That's true. Nobody has to know. All right, we got to go because my child is up from his nap and I need to go get him and not let him fall back asleep into another sleep cycle because he's already woken up way later than he was supposed to. All right. Got to keep that shit on schedule. Yes. All right. Well, we just solved world peace. I think we did. We just solved world peace. Thanks, everybody, for hanging in there with us. If you have any questions, email us, teentoddler2020 at gmail.com. Correction. Teenager toddler at... Let's try this again. Just email us at teenagertoddler2020 at gmail.com. That's T-E-E-N-A-G-E-R-T-O-D-D-L-E-R-2020 at gmail.com. Just in case you forgot how to spell. Or just in case you can't understand what I'm saying. Teenagertoddler20. Shut up. Kurt's laughing at me. I'm trying to let them know how to get a hold of us. You suck. Okay, I think they have the email now. All right, they've got the email address. All right. Chat soon. Bye. No, you know what? The very first episode, you said love you, and I said love you too, and that's the best way to end. So we got to do that. I'll say chat soon. You say I love you. I'll say I love you too. Okay, chat soon. I love you. Love you too. Bye.